Hello and welcome to I Spit on Your Grades, the Possession episode results show. Woo! Oh, well done. Big round of applause for results. As you may have heard, I'm joined by my beautiful, beautiful, stunning co-host, Faye Ellis. Oh, hello. And her equally beautiful, beautiful, stunning husband and co-host, Chris Ellis. Thank you very much. Hello. Hello, welcome. I'm going to one day pick Chris or Christopher. I keep switching it up and it confuses, it confuses me when I do it. That Chris is a dick. That Christopher's all right. I think it depends on um, your choice of film, Chris, as to what I call you. When it's good film, it's Chris. When it's one of your garbage ones, Christopher, like a like a disappointed parent. Um, yeah. Speaking of garbage films, yes, we, we last night watched a film starring none other than Miss Lindsay Lohan called Among the Shadows. Among the shadows. And we should never speak of it again. Oh my fucking God. It was horrific. Like, this is a film where Lindsay, and I, this is no joke, she has green screened herself into the film. <laughs> she has read lines from a prompter in front of her or from a card or whatever and green screened herself into the scenes. It's ridiculous. She's the really? worst. I've got that lined up on like my list of films to watch, just out of curiosity. Yes. I feel like Lindsay Lohan's got a talent. Like she's really talent. Think back to like Mean Girls and stuff. She's got a talent that she's just kind of like lost. She doesn't show any hint of talent in this whatsoever. Honestly, normally, obviously, we do bad film club every week to amuse ourselves when we're not doing this. But I wouldn't, and I, I brought it for Bad Film Club. I wouldn't even recommend what it just as a curiosity. It's just awful. It is nonsensical. The plot makes no sense. I'm not even sure what happened by the end of it. It, it started with, what was it? Brexit 2019. Frexit 2000. French exit. Frexit 2022. I was like, what the fuck are we watching from the bar? And it just got worse. It's got some of the worst acting since dead cert. so that's i was going to ask is it like a my mind went straight to strippers versus werewolves but is it's it not even that, it's not even that quality it's like it doesn't I mean, know where it's from you've got an american in there you've got french people in there you've got a scottish man in there there's like all types of there's a scene that's got freaking what music was it that was so ridiculous? I can't believe it's like steel drums. Or steel drums. It got steel drums in once. It didn't know where it was anywhere. I'm not going to lie. Your efforts to dissuade people from watching it has really made people not watch it. It sounds immense. By all means, go and do it, Mercer. But you know when you lose, and I, and I say this with oomph, an hour and 39 minutes of your life back, don't come blaming us. We tried to warn you. You're like that old man at the petrol station. I'm not going to listen. I'm going to do what I want and then face the consequences afterwards. Thank you very much. Um, I've, speaking of um, rubbish films, we're not going to talk about rubbish films. Let's talk about a good film, two good films, actually, or one really good film that shocked me 
red screen in Soho, home, shark down, Saturdays. Have I said that wrong again? No, that's again, you're right. So, so home festival, shock down Saturdays. Thank you. So, I we obviously were uh, treated to that at Cellular Screams, the last yeah. physical festival that we managed to get to, and probably the only physical festival um, that happened last year or something, potentially. Um, and I remember, like, when, when it came back up on this bill, I was like, oh, pants, it's not a good movie. And then I watched it, and I'm not lying when I say, I obviously must have fallen asleep, because I didn't, <laughs> I've never seen that film before in my life. Brilliant film. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm watching it and I'm like, so to be fair, I started watching it at the time that it started, which was what, Upper Seven that mm -hmm. we got it? Yep. <laughs> I didn't finish it until half past one. Yeah, because I kept falling asleep constantly. Um, so it took it it took me until half past one to finish it. But when I finally watched it, when I finally like woke up enough to get myself all the way through it, honestly, I was like, when did like I went and looked at my rating and I give it like two out of ten. <gasps> I'm like, what is wrong with me? That changed quickly. But it's, it's, no, I'd fallen asleep. That's the worst part. How do you not know you've fallen asleep during a film? It happens. I can't have been snoring then because none of me two people sat 50 seats away from me. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, that was a really good film. Because I'd have been faithful and sleep, everyone 50 seats, 100 seats away would have been able to recognize that. How dare. I don't, I don't need to be attacked like this every single time, guys. I'm just saying. I think this is the first attack ever you've been under. It is not. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, a really good film. It was a really good weekend this weekend at So Home. It was. Um, um, and obviously, a little more flesh played as a secret film as well, which was outstanding. I it was I, I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was watching at times. To be quite honest, it was uh it was out there. Yeah, to start with, I instantly disliked it. Do you know, with the like the neon kind of colours and stuff like that. It, it like for the first like ten minutes or something, I was like, this is not for me. Um, and then I let that go because of what the commentary was on the film, mm. um, as in like the actual script, which I think was improvised, according to something I've read, like primarily improvised. But I was getting so angry at that man. It was driving me crazy. I wasn't so much getting angry. I, everyone said they were getting angry. I didn't. Re, I didn't get the anger side of it. I got the awkwardness of it. Like obviously, it's there for shock value. And you know, if you do want to punch the guy or get angry at the guy, that's totally the intention of the film. So job achieved in what it's doing. But with all the stuff he was coming out with, I had nervous laughter with it, as in like, oh my god, I can't believe he just said that. Did anyone else hear him say that? You know, little things that have slipped in that you could just totally bypass if you weren't mm. paying attention. So I never got the anger side of it because, um, and as someone said in the, I think Caitlin said in the Zoom chat afterwards, it's always the guy that was the punchline. So it was never about victim shaming or anything like that. You saw him for the joke he was. So I never yes. took it as full anger because you could tell the guy were a joke. 
that make sense? Yeah, but he didn't think he was a joke. And I think that's what got you angry. So I know it's only a film, but um, the way he presented himself and the things he was saying, the character legitimately believed. And he, he legitimately believed it was fine to, you know, have a 14-year-old basically be sexually abused on set. And that part, uh, I don't want to ruin it, but there was, I can't ruin it. So, but because people do need to watch it because I think it's got a lot to say about the industry in general, um, especially like in these times. But yeah, it was just because he believed it and we know that he's a dick, like instantly, you know, he's a dick and, mm. you know, he won't knock out. But it just got me mad. Like the fact that he was saying it with just like, so nonchalant, just like, oh, this is fine for me to say this, these things. I think that, I think the angle I was, coming in from was is that you know yeah what he's saying was wrong and he is certain that what he's saying is right I do understand all that but because you know so much that he's wrong I wasn't angry at it like if, if I'd have thought for a second that it might have been true or someone might have believed that what he was saying was correct about mm. women about sex and everything like that then uh, yeah, I would have probably been on the anger side of it. But I never took it that way myself, which is clever because obviously you know it's evoking different reactions from different people. And I know, like myself and Finch, we talked about it most of the day over WhatsApp because it's, it's such a film to unpack. There's so much to discuss, and it gets people talking. So it's layered. Well done, Sam. I guess it's an official aspect of your grades recommendation that I don't think we really do them enough, but yes, I reckon all three of us would potentially say, watch it. All three of us would say that most definitely, wouldn't we, Chris? Yes. If we had a stamp, we'd stamp it away, but we don't I have a stamp. We... Give us money and we'll make stamps with our logo on. Stop asking for money, Faith. I just it's not need good. money. Yeah, so that would good. Other than that, I think um, pretty standard weekend. I've like watched a lot of shit, but nothing worth talking about, to be honest. Whilst we're on the subject of abuse, I do want to give a quick shout out for Lucky starring Brea Grant, which I watched last night to remove Lindsay Lohan's atrocity from my eyes and my memory. And Lucky's really, really good. It's essentially an allegory for domestic abuse, but done in a really clever way with a constant home invader night after night after night bit on the nose bit on the nose I really bit. enjoyed it yeah it's still good yeah you can find it on Shudder now we've told you our weekend life story because you asked for it should we maybe get a bit <laughs> shall we get a bit of uh, listener feedback <laughs> yeah let's do it so thank you to those of you who came back to us and voted on the poll this week. Lots of votes, so that's always good to see. And a couple of pieces of feedback as well, so thank you very much. Just from 3D, so Caitlin at Scared Sheepless, she's voted for Hereditary. She said, had to go Hereditary, just absolutely incredible on every level. She's right. She's quite right. Darren at underscore, Darren underscore Gaskill says, it took me a while to decide, obviously between Mercer and yours, because he never picks mine. So he took... <laughs> Took me a while to decide, but I've chosen Hereditary. It also reminds me of going to see it in Fort Lauderdale on a Wednesday afternoon. The reactions of the other folks in the audience were as entertaining as well. 
Good pick, Darren. Well done. You chose right. You did choose right. And finally, just from Corpse Bride at Noel underscore Kelly, she did ask, is it weird that hereditary didn't come to mind when I heard the word possession? Mm-hmm. On that basis, I went with The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yo! Hereditary is probably one of the best horror films of the last decade. Though. So she, she recommended your film while not voting for it, realised, saying, in the same way that we did, that you don't immediately think of hereditary as a possession-based film. Yeah, true. Yeah. So I can understand why she's voted for Exorcism of Emily Rose. And shout out to the one or two people who did actually vote for Last Exorcism. <laughs> Make yourself known, because when when no one is voting for my film, I do like to know at some point who is this person who's taking pity on me and just going, right, I'll just... Did you misclick? Did you did you actually enjoy When When I saw the first vote come up for um, The Last Exorcism, the very first thing that went through my mind is... Ah, oh, look who's pulled a fair. <laughs> Excuse me? Pulled a fair? Yeah. I don't think that's where that should be directed. I think it should be pulling a Chris. Chris pulled no, a Chris. That's all right, all you were the first one to stop <laughs> your own films. Yes, <laughs> which you admitted to publicly. <laughs> but yeah, and it's like, look who's pulled a fair. And then I saw there were a couple more votes are like oh actually maybe not um and what i will say is that's we're a fucking landslide for the public vote well like, it is it's deserved it is deserved um because it's amazing i can't say much else about it it's to the to the point where i was actually looking on ebay uh buying the hereditary book which has got everything in it um all the Easter eggs, all the explanations and stuff like that for £50. I was going to buy that, but then I had a word with myself and went, no, you probably shouldn't spend. If you can't afford a stamp for your own podcast, are you going to afford £50 for a fucking hereditary book? You know? So even though I can't afford stamps and I can't afford a hereditary book, I can afford to bring in a celebrity to introduce our negative part of the pod, the one star review. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, we've paid for, and he was very cheap, Mike Skinner from the streets. Woo! Mickey, thank you very much for joining us. Cheers, Mike. Draw your eyes, babe. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not trying to dish you, even on one star review. I think this film's really shit. It's shit, but my gosh, don't I know it. What the fuck? What's the film about, mate? What the fuck? <laughs> wow. Mike Skinner. Knowing that, yeah, he is, he is that good all the time. <clears throat> I do have to say, I think Mike Skinner's given me one of my favourite uh, lines with the, what the fuck this, what the fuck's this film about, mate? Um, I enjoy just, that. He's playing it. It's, you know, it's being real. That's all it is. It's just oh. being real. Oh, he's off. He's off. Right. Okay. No worries. Well, like, Mike's gone. Just... No, he'll be back. He's just gonna make a cup of tea. He's just gone out of the room. It's fine. He's got to earn his fifty quid. Yeah, we've got him to go and do some bits around the house. Fine. No, I'm not sure I'm going to top Mike there. That was spectacular. I suppose I might as well just go through my one star review 
would be the best way to go. So this one is from, I picked this one, by the way, before I go any further, because it's quite recent. March the 4th this year, this one was written. Oh, this month. Yeah, this one, month indeed. So this is from Tallwood13. He's also put three L's in tall and three zeros in wood. So someone really wants to let someone know they've got an erection. <laughs> and they've entitled this review, What is the Appeal? So just like Blair Witch Project, 99.999% of the movie, absolutely nothing happens in it. Just the very end, it almost becomes a movie. I can understand they were trying to do something different and it beats the heck out of a mindless slasher where a group of teenagers are just getting chased by a large man covered in red corn syrup and every cliche imaginable is present. But I'm at a loss for words why the movie has more than a three star. I mean, there are movies rated far lower on here that tried much harder. I've seen this movie twice and the second time I remember this girl we were watching this with was thrilled the movie was over and said, okay, so we're watching a real movie next, right? You follow some priests around and it's practically a documentary. Then for some reason, something spooky happens. That's it, some that really in this forgetful movie. My eyes just literally roll to the back of my head. Does this guy not know what genres are? Yeah, I mean, it's just the fact nothing, ha nothing happens until the end. No, the last, the last seven minutes may be bonkers, although not as bonkers as we remember them being. But there's consistent stuff happening the whole way through. This is not Blair Witch, wander around, wander around, wander around, get to the end. Also, what do they actually want? Because they've just said, oh, yeah, nothing happens until end. Uh, but at least it's better than people getting chased around a lot where something's happening. It's like, what do you want? Do you want something to happen or do you want nothing to happen? Like, what's the happy medium for this person? Yeah, they have turned around and gone, well, you tried something different, but shit. So I'm unhappy you tried something different while wanting you to try something different. Also, I think the girl who was trying to impress during that second watching really needs to come back with better combat lines because so watching a real movie next is the lamest fucking thing I've heard. And now that we're on one, also to say that other movies tried harder is a it, that's like an ultimate disc because first of all, like you don't know how hard anyone's tried when they're making a film, but the work that goes into making a film in general is fucking hard. I mean, we've done extra work and sat around for hours and hours and hours. And we've done, do you remember like shot of like we had to do like a shot from this angle, a shot from this angle, a shot from this angle when we did Book of the Dead? Mm -hmm. Like this angle, this angle, this angle, this angle, this angle. Make sure you stay in the same place. Like this, like the effort that goes into making a film is a fucking lot. So back off. Unless it's Among the Shadows. In which case, you can just green screen your performance and it's absolutely fine. Fair enough. Wow, thanks for just discrediting everything I said. <laughs> Sorry, I'm only joking. I get what you mean. It is hard to make a film. And I do, you know, have a lot of admiration for anybody who does go out there and do it. I'm just saying mm -hmm. that Lindsay Lohan could have tried better. <laughs> could have tried oh, it all. Poor, poor Lindsay. No. She got bad. Do you know but you're not gonna believe it when you watch the film, but that film costs three million to make. You're not gonna believe it. 
And I bet you a million went on low on a loan. But anyway, do you have your one-star review? I do. Um, now, there were hundreds of one-star reviews for this film. And there was a very common theme with a lot of them, which was its um, Catholic propaganda, which completely debunked everything I said in the episode about it not forcing religion on you, because everyone seems to think it did. So I didn't go for one of them, because I don't want them to prove me wrong. <laughs> so, you know. so I went for this one. It came from Bowie-2. And I went for this, for it confused me in a sense. It's titled Bad Ripoff of the Original Masterpiece from 1973. Mercer, sorry, just before you start, I'm just going to say there seems to be a lot of this going around because the amount of reviews that seem to think The Last Exorcism was a sequel was also considerably high. It's bizarre, right? Especially seen as there is an Exorcist 2 as well. Well, yes. Thanks for ruining the big reveal. Uh, (laughs) It's fine. But, like, so this one goes on like this. Um, I don't understand the beginning, just so you know. Ho-hum. Why try and remake The Exorcist? There is only one. Just like there is only one Madonna, one Cher, and one Bjork. There is only one exorcist. No room or need for another. Lots of pointless screaming and bad acting by Emily. It all looks so silly and just could not draw me in. A lot of blatant copies of scenes from The Exorcist and even dialogue. Big waste of time and money on the part of everyone involved. I guess if you have never seen the original, this might work for you but it was more like an episode of L.A. Law or Boston Legal. It was work getting through it. Please don't bother seeing this movie. Just go and rent the original and marvel in all aspects of it. It's not a fucking remake! (laughs) It's not a a remake! It's not a remake, is it? I'm not going crazy, am I? This is based on true story. This isn't a remake of the Exorcist, which I think is also based on a true story, but about a little boy, maybe. But this is based on the German girl, not. Yes. And what, what scenes would and dialogue were directly lifted from The Exorcist? Am I going crazy? No, I don't. I don't think you are. To be fair, if you didn't enjoy The Exorcist and Emily Rose, you can go watch the original The Sound of Music. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing, yeah. Like, you can't just uh, pick a film and just, because it has a a similar concept, say... This film was used making cameras, therefore it's a direct (laughs) sequel. But but legitimately, in their opinion, if we're basing it on that, then the last exorcism is a remake of the exorcism of Emily Rose, and then potentially Hereditary is a remake of the last exorcism. Because it's possession. But they're not Ah. sitting there and go... This is, do we really need a 3,050th remake of The Exorcist? <laughs> That's so far removed from The Exorcist. 
It's not even a, like like if they'd have said it's a reimagining of The Exorcist, I could go, all oh, right, they've just made a bit of the mistake. But the fact that they're like there's direct dialogue and scenes lifted from the film. Now, please, I don't think there is. But if there are, and I'm wrong, someone put me right, and I will apologise to everyone, and I will discredit this film. I won't discredit this film. I love it. But, like, honestly, I just don't get, like, I just don't get it. So that's picked that, because literally I read that review and just thought, this isn't a remake of The Exorcist. I don't know what you're saying to me. What the fuck is going on with this review? That's what Mike Skinner would say, and that's what I'm saying. Thank you very much. In an equal angry turn, my review isn't far removed from the hundreds that Chris came across. You'll see why. So this one is entitled Satanism, and it's by Dan Jeruliv. Do you think it means dangerous live? He went to put dangerous live and just got it all wrong. And I bet it's live. It might be. Anyway, dangerous. That sounds like a dangerous kangaroo. Anyway, um, this one's from April 2020. So it's. I'm just thinking dangerous could be like the next danger mouse. But with a that kangaroo. Instead. Copyrighted, everyone. It's been copyrighted. <laughs> Should should we ever go into children's cartoons, which clearly we've had, you know, like a big interest in over the past few years? Danger room. Hoppy hoppy hop. Danger room. Would you not fight scenes you could do with it? It would be funny. It'd, have you seen kangaroos? They're fucking jacked. It'd be, it'd be the shit out of anyone. So anyway. <gasps> Like a Mary Poppins or Inspector Gadget pouch, it pulls everything out like people and oysters. Anyway, <laughs> those, those two most obvious things apart from a pouch people <laughs> and oysters. It's the first two things that came into my mind, and I ran with it. I'm glad Steve always got fun on the brain. Oh my god, it's seafood allergen, man. I'm gonna throw an oyster at him. <laughs> They're all slimy as well, so it'd be bio. Mm. <laughs> anyway, let me do this. Sorry. Satanism. If you want to see a horror movie, you should not consider this one. It's not horror. It's nothing but Satanist propaganda. As in other movies of the same type, brackets The Witch or the VVITCH, there is nothing good and I'm talking about the literal sense of the word. Every character has nothing but flaws. Either they are proud or lustful or selfish or neurotic. They all face a terrible destiny, but you are supposed to feel no sympathy for any of them. They are horrible people who deserve horrible deaths. And that is exactly what Satan thinks about the human race. The movie leaves you with a very bad aftertaste <laughs> and makes you feel bad from the inside out. Skip it. Even if you are not a Christian, it's a full-fledged satanic movie. Fucking hell, who weren't you, love? Wow. You now know. that is sort of some religious beliefs. Um, and they're not afraid to share them. See, if if you have such beliefs, which I'm not, you know, dissing anybody who does, that's your life, you live it how you want. Why would you go into a horror that you know is gonna go against what you believe in why would you and to, to, to then complain about it 
What were they expecting from the film? I don't know if you get it's a possession film from the trailer. Do you? Mm. It might have gone in blind. You never know. It might have been an accident. It might just be a Tony Collette fan who does do like some nice light-hearted comedy films. Oh, like that couple from, I think they were from Devon or something, and they went to hire a film from Blockbuster. It turned out, no, it might not have been Blockbuster. They might have bought it from someone, but they went to watch a film anyway, expecting it to be something ridiculous like Titanic, and it were a porn, and they had to watch it the whole way through just to make sure that Titanic didn't pop anywhere. I mean, it popped up, but it wasn't a boat. I'm going to throw this story in here because I'm not sure when I'm ever going to get to mention it again. So, talk about mis, misrented videos. My best man, Stuart Band, once there was a film called X or along those kind of lines, and there's one regarding a serial killer, and Stuart thought that that was the one that was on the TV that evening. Sure. And here's a, his, here's a history of porn, and there is a secret, and he'd tell his parents, he's like, look, you need to watch this, it's really, gr- it's really great, and there's a scene of a man shagging a goat. <laughs> I'll say, if I didn't get a story now, it's never going anywhere. I have two things to say. One's kind of linked to that. I was reading a meme earlier, and it were, um, it's like, um, do you feel awkward when the sex scene comes on and your parents, and you watch it with your parents? To break the tension, just say, Dad, is your penis as big as that man's? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. And then, just reverting back to, these religious films, something that I read in one of my reviews that I don't think I raised, but we should have, or maybe we did, and I can't remember, so you can tell me if we did, is during the court sequences or in a court, what do you swear on? Bible. Bible. And if you believe in God, you have to believe in the devil. So why in a court of law would it be so obscene or weird to say we were possessed by the devil if you swear on a Bible? I don't, I don't think you have to swear on a Bible now either. I don't think it's something in the US you have to, have to do. It's like if you became president, you don't you don't have to swear on a Bible, you can swear on any religious text or any... I think it's essentially it's any text you can actually use. Like a dictionary, <laughs> anywhere. Well, one Star Reviews were um, live, like, like yeah. that. Yeah. I've not had one of them for a while. No. But I think they're done now, so... He's not brought tea in yet. Where is he? Fuck it. Is he, I think we're here forever. Come on, Mike. All right, I'm coming. <laughs> Mike, I can't believe you just come off the set of EastEnders. Get out of my pub, you little slag. Is this Daddy Dyer? No. <laughs> no, that's... It's, this is Mike Skinner. Mike Skinner is... In, he's doing his Daddy Dyer impersonation. Yeah. It's hilarious. Bye. So it's not like some weird Stars in Your Eyes episode in your living room where Danny Dyer's doing Mike Skinner. No, doing... Mike Skinner's doing his Danny yeah. Dyer impersonation from the wall. Drop him. Brilliant, Mike. Right, well done. Spot on. Right. Why don't you sing us out and we can, uh, we can let you get home. I'm going for the bus. Watch me leave your ass. Going for Super Tram. Brilliant. Right. Uh, okay. Okay, my brother. Take, take care. He's left me confused. Is he getting the bus or the super tram?
It's just he's walking around in circles outside at the moment. Because that's all our house is. We get these celebrities over and then they don't know the way home. So they're all just circling outside. Eventually they'll just get tired we're, or die. We're basically a travel home. Is what <laughs> we just wrangle these people in from outside. I have no idea they're actually appearing. And just to verify, I know more than one street song. I just, <laughs> you know... I don't, know only, that's I don't only know two, but it's just definitely not. That was all Mike wanted to perform. He didn't, yeah. want, to, he didn't want to get, he didn't want to go in the deep cuts. He wanted just to do the hits. Now we've had that treat of a performance uh, from Mike and we've got all rowdy over his one-star reviews. Maybe it's time to crown the winner of this week's episode. Mercer, Christopher, I spit on your grades. Tapping myself, having a party because I've won. So fuck you both. Don't fuck you, smug. <laughs> I am yeah. smug. I am smug. And I'll, I'll tell you for why I'm smug. Mercer. Do you want to drop them stats? Do you want to drop those statsios? Stats yes, I'm going to go in reverse order, just so everybody knows. Um, it was very close between third and second place, but in third place was the last exorcism with a grade C. I think that's a respectable. I think it's better than that, but I'm happy that I think a C is... Yeah. reasonable considering no one voted no for it yes uh, just edging the last exorcism was the exorcism of Emily Rose very close also with a C well done and then obviously the winning film this week as we've all heard as someone's rubbed it in his faces and already like you know jizzed it out don't know what that means was hereditary um, and that, like, fucking slayed this week. It, like, we don't really discuss points, but when I said there was a 50-point difference between that and the second-place film, that was probably the biggest difference we've seen ever. Um, and that got a, a grade here. So... Deserved. Well deserved. Thank you. There's not many films that we've had that have had an A grade, so... Um, and... You've had them all except one. <laughs> well, what can I say? My taste is impeccable. Yeah, so Maybe well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I had a really good time with the Redditor and I look forward to many more A's. And this does mean you get to pick our next category as well. It absolutely does. I'm not going to sell what that is just yet. I'm going to leave it for a bit. I'm going to leave you in suspense. I'm going to make a decision over the coming days and whatever I decide will get me an A, I'll pick. Before we go, has anyone got any recommendations on anything they've been listening to this week? Outside of our film watching and our film recommendations, we're a team who loves a good podcast. Anything jumped up off anyone's attention? Two things. Um, first of all, if you're not already aware, uh, the Strong Language crew are doing a live show with so uh, Soho 
shop down Saturdays this Saturday, uh, the the twenty seventh of March. So make sure you listen to that. And uh, secondly, one of our lovely, lovely listeners and part of the Bad Film Club, Dr. Lauren McIntyre, and Nodding Goth on Twitter, has just started a YouTube series called Rate That Corpse, which is actually really fucking interesting. Um, basically taking deaths from horror films and TV shows and such and rating how they would have actually died and how it compares to how they come out on the screen. Uh, it takes into account environments, temperatures, all that kind of jazz. So it's interesting and I recommend you get on it. You can find that series on YouTube and you can also find Lauren on Twitter at Nodding Goth. Yep. Uh, also, just to jump in the bandwagon, we all know that our friend Darren uh, Gaspel does the Socially Distant Cinema podcast, uh, which um, you two have guested on quite a lot. Um, he has guests every week, which is quite cool. Um, but Darren's also got another podcast, which um, I don't think we've talked about before, which is the HD Movie Podcast mm-hmm. with him and um, Haley at Haley Alice Roberts. Uh, they discuss all sorts of genres of films. The reason um, they really piqued my interest is because they had bad girls on the other week. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, yeah, I'm a bit of a Drew Barrymore fan, so I thought we're excited. And I don't think anyone's seen bad girls in the world, so that was really exciting. But yeah, that's I've seen the, bad girls. Yeah. I white college to buy bad girls. Yes, and I white school to buy the Drew Barrymore autobiographer. Yes, that's how, how dedicated I am to the woman. You could have just uh, gone on a weekend. No, I weren't allowed to town on my own. <laughs> Not when I were at school. So I'll I just told... remove myself from school in the middle of the week that will cause the most panic to go and get a VHS. No, that was a book, uh, but it, it was definitely worth it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's um, I'd, I recommend giving them a listen. Obviously, after you've listened to us. Exactly. Um... If you do want to get in touch with us as well, please feel free to do so. We'd love you to drop us a message. We're sitting around the house board most of the time, so please get in touch. You can reach us at Spit Grays on both Twitter and Instagram. It's I Spit on Your Grays on Facebook. Or if you do want to email us for whichever reason, no one has. I'm not sure I'll keep giving this out every single week. <laughs> Unless the letterbox still listening. One week we'll get dictated, don't worry. Maybe, who knows. You can email us at electricpossums at gmail.com. And if you have enjoyed this episode, then please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Thank you. I was almost in my head going to go, I'm going to send a dick pic myself. <laughs> uh, I realised you see it. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh. That's his dick. If anyone wants me to take a picture, uh, not really. <laughs> Don't be offering out dick pics. No, I think I need to go. (laughs) Okay. Any more for any more? All good? All gravy. All gravy. Sounds so... I guess this is goodbye. It's just made it sound so final. I guess this is goodbye then. Well, you're offering dick pics out there, so so I'm not sure if we're... We're ended now. Thank you, listeners, for sticking around and listening to our insane ramblings. Until next time, I have been Faye, he has been Chris, and he has been Mercer. And he's we still Mercer. And he's, he's still Mercer. And we wish you goodbye.
Bye. 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 Danger room. Danger room.